If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Peggy McCall. Peggy has been through enormous life challenges from being suicidal, deeply in debt, cancer, divorce, loss of both parents, death of her closest sibling. And I don't know why that really touched me of all the things you've been through. (laughs) For some reason, I felt like a really deep connection between you and loss of her mentor of 44 years. However, she transformed every part of her life and now lives what would be considered a charmed life. So definitely all of those incidences could be enough to be magnificent, to make it through any of those. Um, So like a dog with a bone, Peggy never let go of her dreams. In the 1990s, she decided to dedicate her life to making a positive and beneficial contribution to the lives of others. She is a New York Times bestselling author, has written and released 21 fiction and nonfiction books. Last count, her books have been translated into 37 languages. Peggy's approach is practical and her strategies work. And today she's here to talk about savvy wisdom, right? Yeah. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you so much, Carissa. It's so great to be back with you. Yeah, it's nice to see you. And you are just radiant today, your smile and the joy, because you get to give, you get to share of yourself and your heart and what you've been up to. So so yeah, what about your book that you just came out with? Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, it's called Savvy Wisdom from Beyond. You know, when my uh, mentor passed away, it was Bob Proctor. And when he passed away. Wow, that's an amazing mentor. Yeah, wonderful guy. I met Bob in January 1979. (gasps) And yeah, it was a long time ago. (laughs) You knew him back then. Amazing. Yeah, I was uh, working for a company in Toronto. I was born and raised in Toronto, even though I live in Ottawa, Ontario now. And at the time, the company I was working for had hired him to come in and do this kickoff event, like come and get everybody inspired. It was January and the company was very progressive and we're doing really well in a brand new industry. And so Bob was hired to come in and and just kick off the year to all the employees. So it was mandatory that we attend this session. I didn't want to go. Because that really? was so miserable, you know, and I didn't know who this speaker was. I didn't know anything about oh, because I was just you, a miserable you were just person. Like you didn't like your job and weren't- I didn't like life. Oh, and- in general. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. I was pretty miserable. And so when I was told we had to go to this evening session, it was mandatory. 
And of course, at the time I had such a bad attitude, it was like, you know, you know, grumping and being grumpy. And, and so I decided, okay, well, I'll go and I'll just look for the first opportunity to sneak out the back of the room. And so I showed up for the event just as it was about to begin, because I was definitely not at that time an early bird. And there was only one seat and it was front and center. So I found found myself front and center. And then they brought out this man who was, you know, this booming voice. And it was like, whoa, he woke me up. And um, And how old were you at that time, if you don't mind? Oh, it just turned 20. 20. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah. So that was such a great experience. And, and of course, you know, his teachings, you know, I just began to devour them. I was so in love with the ideas and the concepts behind them. I studied like crazy. He suggested a book, I would devour it. He had a program, I went to it again and again and again and again and again. And uh, I just fell in love with with uh, self improvement. And mostly because I wanted to fix my own life, which I did. And and still do still work on it. It's not something that's ever over or done. Right. And um, so he, you know, he saw me in all the seminars. And it was at that point that I decided to become a front row girl. And so if he had a seminar, I'd be there an hour early to line up. So when the doors would break open, I'd race in and grab my front row seat. And so Bob got to know who I was and I wasn't afraid to ask questions. And I would ask him, would you meet with me? And he's like, okay. And we'd have these private meetings. I love that enthusiasm. Yeah. I mean, you don't come across that every day to be waiting. It's true. You know, like, and I think when you're a teacher of these materials and you find somebody who is like a, you know, like a panting dog. Like they, they just feed me, I get feed like me, that. <laughs> I get like that. Yeah. Yeah. My mentors. Yeah, for sure. And so I was so much like that and so appreciative of it. And he watched, I mean, he watched the evolution, you know, the transformation that, that occurred. And of course that caused him to feel good too. And, and uh, you know, we developed a friendship and actually in the early eighties, I started dating his son. Brian Proctor and now that's interesting because I was wondering I was like I wonder if Bob like ever asked her out but you were too young but his son yeah I started dating his son and it it didn't last long we didn't date very long I don't really even remember it um, (laughs) you know we we stopped dating no offense if you're listening yeah right well we stopped dating and he ended up Uh, meeting this lovely girl, Leslie, who I think he had met before we stopped dating. But anyways, he met this girl, Leslie, and they ended up getting married and had children. And so, you know, Brian's blessed with two wonderful children uh, that he absolutely loves and appreciates. So it's all perfect. You know, it's all perfection. But having that, you know, up close and personal experience with Bob, you know, developed into a wonderful friendship. And then we started teaching together. He would invite me to speak at all of his seminars. And then we formed a business together. We had a business together for a few years as well. And, um, you know, so oh, I was wow. very what was that? Was that a coaching business? Yeah, it was. It was speaking. We did programs called uh, Making a Million Look Small. And we had an intensive, I know what a great name. We had an intensive event for six months as well. We had total wealth immersion. We were doing all the same work, but just, you know, different perspectives. Um, Although Bob and I share a lot of the same understandings, of course, and both of us teach in a very simplistic style. 
So mm. it was great. And so I had written um, Savvy Wisdom was there's three books in the series. Okay. So I wrote, I decided in 2020, I believe it was to write this book, Savvy Wisdom. And it's a fiction book. It was my first fiction. Because I, you know, I really believe people want to be entertained more than educated. Mm. And so I wrote this story about a young girl who her name is Sophie, and that's me, who goes to a park one day because she her boyfriend from high school ended their relationship and she's devastated and she wants to end her life. And so she's in the park early one morning and she unexpectedly meets this elderly gentleman and his name is Savvy. And uh, and it stands for Stephen Alexander Vaughn, but people called him Savvy. And so she meets this gentleman in the park and they begin a friendship and he becomes her mentor. And that's where the first one begins. It's sort of like a suicidal young girl, teenage girl who, uh-huh. you know, reclaims her life and turns her life around and, you know, the different things that she goes through. And then the second one, Savvy Wisdom 2, is where Sophie gets diagnosed with cancer, which I did, as you know, and um, and he guides her through the healing experience, which he did, and I was healed. And then then Savvy dies. My, my real Savvy died. And so I was inspired to write Savvy Wisdom from Beyond, where it starts with Sophie has this longing to connect with her mentor who's passed on. She's really missing him. You know, she's starting to have some challenges again and she wants to talk to Savvy. And then he shows up in her dreams and they they start a, a dialogue again, or not start, but their dialogue is in a different form. And that's what Savvy Wisdom from Beyond is all about. So I ended up doing a trilogy. They're going to be made into a movie. As I was well. going to say, that just sounds like a movie or a series or something. Yeah. Well, congratulations. So you've already had that vision and yes, coming. So yeah. what's the what's the progress on that? So someone well, you pitched you know, it and. Yeah, it's there's a producer who's already, you know, they're doing at the contract now. And um, I don't understand the whole Hollywood scene. It's, you know, it's not something that I'm accustomed to. So sometimes when he's talking about what's next or what's happening, it's it's like Charlie Brown was listening to. His <laughs> wow. Right. Like. Right. So it's like, OK, I mean, it's just all going in the right winning direction. So, you know, it's it's all good. And. <laughs> And I just stay focused on the end result, which is, you know, seeing the movie being a big hit. And, you know, could it be a series? Sure. It could be a mini series. Could it be, you know, a longer series? Yeah. I mean, it could be because I was asked by one of the studios, a very big studio. I won't say the name yet, um, but one of the big studios, they asked, what's my next book? And am I ready to write it? Because they want the follow up. They want the what happens after Savvy Wisdom from Beyond. And I have uh, I have the idea for it already. Um, but that's where it's at. Uh, we're going to be doing a press release soon. So it'll be out in the world. The whole world will know um, that it's happening. So we're we're at that point. But as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't happen fast enough because I'm a real I'm a real doer and make things happen kind of person. So yeah. when, when when I'm told Hollywood is a little bit you know, slower or longer. It's like that does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not instant. Well, mm-hmm. and well, I mean, it's still moving forward though. And it's incredible. Right. Amazing. Uh, I love that. And then, so 
there's so much inspiration from Bob Proctor and your relationship together, right? And your yes. own journey. Mm-hmm. Wow. So do you do you believe that everyone has the power to change their life? Oh my goodness, of course. If they have, you know, consciousness. If they're not conscious, then you know, they you know, in other words, if they're in a coma, you know, although, I mean, it still could be done, but absolutely, I really believe, but it has to, I mean, it's not easy. You know, Wallace D. Waddles wrote a book called The Science of Getting Rich. And he said in that book, he said, this is the hardest work you'll ever do. And it is hard work. And, you know, sometimes it takes years, you know, really create that transformation. It doesn't have to take years. Um, the, The whole understanding of how to change one's life is really rather simple. However, what's the challenge is, or why there's a challenge is because we're habitual and Mm. we, you know, we're so habitual in our ways. We're habitual in our thinking, we're habitual in our feelings, and we become addicted to certain emotions. And we live in a world where the whole idea of transforming your life or the concept of manifesting a dream when you have no idea how it's going to happen is not the way we're all conditioned. We have not been preconditioned that way. So to to really begin to think differently or uniquely is it's going to take some time because you have to retrain your brain basically or retrain your mind is really what you're retraining and it's going to take a considerable amount of effort and uh, and attention. However, the rewards are there. I mean they really are there. And I mean we look at anybody on this planet who's accomplished anything great, you know, it, it was very likely a challenge for them. It wasn't easy breezy, just a toboggan ride down a hill mm-hmm. and, woo-hoo, you know, yeah, because we see them at the end because they're famous now or, or whatever, mm-hmm. best-selling author, but not knowing that it could have been 20 years, 30 years, however long it was. Yeah, for sure. And even when you create the success you know, there's going to be challenges there too. So I, I think yeah. the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to strengthen ourselves, like to strengthen the beliefs that support you. It's like when you and I had the conversation about cancer, you know, when I was diagnosed with metastatic cancer, it was just like, oh, okay, well, what's great about this? You know, where are the blessings? <laughs> and and that's uncommon thinking. That's not the way most people think. Most people will go to, oh, crap, you know, like, uh or they'll, they'll start to think of why me? I did. I did. Yeah. I went through that for, for sure. sure. But you already had this incredible mindset that, right. that you, you knew that there was something in you knew that it was a lesson. There was a learning yeah. that it was temporary, that this was not deciding your fate. For sure. You have so much confidence. I feel it in you. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, there was some fear there. It's not that it Mm -hmm. wasn't there. It was because, you know, as you're saying that I'm thinking about the day I had gone to a doctor because I had this lump show up in my neck. And and one of my friends said, well, did you get the vaccine? It's like, yeah. And they said, which arm? I said, my right arm. And they said, oh, well, a lot of people are getting lymph nodes swollen from the vaccine, you know, the COVID vaccine. Mm. And so I have heard that, that cancers have been on the rise because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when she said that, I just thought, ah, maybe it's just a lymph node swollen. And so I, um, I went to my doctor and my doctor said, that's probably nothing come back in three months. And I'm glad I didn't listen to that advice. And Mm. instead I called a clinic 
where you can pay. And of course, in Canada, we have a medical system that's all covered, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanted universal health care, correct? Right. But I wanted it looked at. And the the another option for having that done, because my own medical doctor said, I ah, come back in three months if it's still there. I paid a clinic. And it wasn't a lot of money. It was just a few thousand dollars. And I paid this clinic and I went to see them within a matter of three days. And so while I was there, they're doing an ultrasound. They could see there was something else and they scheduled a biopsy right away. And so I was, you know, I was involved in treatment before the three months was even up, you know, from my doctor, because they realized that it's metastatic cancer. Yeah, doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's there. And so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to take care of it right away. So the day that I had gone to this new doctor's office and he's checking me out, he said these words. He said, assume it's cancer until proven otherwise. And I remember just being kind of floored by that. Mm. Thinking, what kind of doctor tells you <laughs> to assume it's cancer, right? Like, and I guess it's an honest doctor, you know, like that might be the answer to, you know, to yeah, assume, say, right. right? They're all, maybe they're all thinking that all doctors, not to put them in a category, but you don't tell your patient or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't cause them, you know, fear unless it's, mm-hmm. you know, warranted. So he told me that, and then they scheduled the biopsy. So I came home from that appointment and, uh, and I was feeling fearful and this is before I knew that it was metastatic cancer. And, and so I came home and I, I just laid on my bed because I was feeling a little overwhelmed or maybe a lot overwhelmed. And Bob Proctor called me and, it, and I laughed because he just knew when to call. I mean, he oh, just, it, it was like an intuitive sense, right? And so I just put my head on the pillow. I'm thinking about it. And I know this is not the thing to do, right? This is not the right action to take. And so my phone rings and I pick. Not recommended. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I look at my phone and it says, Bob Proctor. It's like, how does he know? And so I answer the phone and he says, you know, how are you doing? And at that point, he was calling me Sophie and I was calling him Savvy, right? Because of the Savvy Wisdom series of books. So it goes, it is very special. And, uh, and so I said to him, uh, I said, Oh, I just came back from the doctor. And then I started crying and he's like, what the hell's going on? (laughs) You know, in his big booming voice, which is so good because that breaks the pattern, right? Like what the hell's going on? So I told him and he goes, well, that's just ridiculous. You're laying in bed thinking about something that you don't even have a diagnosis for. Like get it to bed right now, and and he's and he's shouting at me, and and I know Bob only does this from love, right? So I'm not feeling like I'm a a, a child who's just been scolded, you know, by her parent. It's just like get out of the bed right now. He said, get in your office, and he said, write this down. Every cell in my body is vibrating in perfect harmony with it. You know, like this oh, kind of thing. Beautiful. He's, yeah, he gave me an affirmation to say, and he goes, okay, have you got that written down? Yes. Okay. Repeat it to me. So I repeat the affirmation to me. He goes, okay, I want you to say that like multiple times a day, put it somewhere where you'll see it, you know, put oh. it in multiple places. And so I did. And, uh, you know, that was really, um, a wonderful tool. So, you know, I, I felt the fear. 
for a moment. And, and, you know, I think what's really important that everyone understands is that I don't think it's realistic and I'm conscious how I say these words, but I don't think it's really realistic You're to be trying positive. to be politically correct. I understand. Right. Well, and yeah, like a hundred percent of the time, are you going to be like with a permagrin on your face? Yeah, like, exactly. No, you know, we're all going to go through challenges. And even as you started, you know, our, our conversation today, I got news this morning that one of my friends passed away and it was unexpected. And so, as you said that, like 20 minutes before we got on, I was feeling this sadness. Now, grief Mm -hmm. is not necessarily, it's not a bad emotion or a negative emotion. Mm -hmm. No, it's part of life. You know, we're we're going to do that. And, you know, when, when I heard that he had passed away, he had the exact same cancer that I had. Exactly. Yeah, very interesting. But he didn't get it diagnosed early enough. And it had gone in the bone, in the blood, in his chest. It was everywhere. Mm. And, and he, it, fascinatingly enough, they started him on radiation treatment last Friday, which I thought was bizarre because they had told him there's no chance. There's no hope. Like, basically, you're getting a death sentence, right? Like, this is mm-hmm. it. You know, get your stuff in order kind of thing. But last week, the doctor told him, oh, you might have a few years. And so that was pretty optimistic. So the fact that it's Monday and, you know, he died last night and the nurses went into his room this morning and found him dead. And so he died by himself. But what's you know, what what is the good in this experience? No more suffering like he was suffering. He had like he had cancer in the tongue, which went into the neck, which was the same as me. But in his case, went in the bone. So he had had surgery just a couple months ago and they removed half his tongue. He couldn't talk properly. He couldn't mm. whistle anymore. He loved to whistle. He loved to sing. And mm. they cut out part of his jaw. And so they had done this patchwork. It really looked pretty bizarre. But anyways, you know, no more suffering for him because when he started radiation, I was thinking, because he kept asking me questions, like he'd send me a text and saying, how long after your radiation treatment started, did you start to feel better? And I'm thinking, when my radiation treatment started, that's when the hell started. I mean, <laughs> oh, seriously, no. it was awful. Like, oh. awful. it wasn't long before I couldn't eat or drink. There was too much pain in my neck. Wow. I ended up being hospitalized because I was so dehydrated and, and was getting so weak and losing I like weight so fast. And so I ended up being hospitalized for two weeks, had to have a feeding tube put in my stomach. I mean, it was just oh wow, awful. So he asked me, you know, he was about to start radiation. He was already struggling, like seriously yeah. struggling and had already lost like 60 pounds. Mm. And so when, you know, when, when uh, he asked me, you know, at what point do you start to feel better? I'm thinking, oh my God, I didn't feel better for, I'm going to say five months, you know, before the better came along, it it went from before I started treatment, because, you know, having the cancer, I didn't feel anything. I wasn't feeling sick, wasn't feeling bad. I would get up and do my thing every day. Once the treatment started, that's when the, you know, the whole effect started. So anyways, it's part of life. You know, we've got to, we've got to understand this is part of, you know, what you went through, what I went through. This is just part of our our life experiences. But I do find that the more consciously aware we are, the more we're practicing these concepts of, 
building our faith and our belief and and knowing that we can manifest anything, including a healthy body that's cancer free, then, you know, we really can do anything, but there's going to be an enormous amount of work involved to do it. And the the stronger you are, the better it goes. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's so inspiring. And I know you were hoping to give him some like encouragement. It's, it's going to be over soon. And you're just like so authentic and honest that you couldn't, you were, you were real yeah. with him, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. I had to be, you yeah. know, like, and you know, I felt bad. Like when he asked the question, it's like, wow. And uh, like when his oncologist said last week, you know, you may have years, I was wondering, are they just saying that, you know, or, you know, does he potentially, and, and I really think what it is, is this, is that Everybody goes through their experiences in their own way. And, you know, in some cases, you know, this, these things, these health challenges that we're faced with, you know, sometimes they're just a little more aggressive, you know, it's like a Mm -hmm. freight train. In his case, it had gone so far so fast that it was like a freight train. How do you slow that baby down? You just, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's got, it had too much momentum at that point. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what's the best thing to do? Quality of life, I suppose. But he wanted to live as long as he could. His son is, you know, in college. And, mm. you know, one day, he, one day he sent me a text that I was on my way over to see my grandson and my granddaughter. And I said to him, oh, sorry, Al, I didn't respond sooner, but I'm, you know, heading over to see my grandchildren. And he said, no need to apologize whatsoever. He said, you, you know, you got your priorities straight. You go and enjoy your grandchildren, he said, you know, I probably will never meet mine. And that's what he said. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's true. You know, he mm-hmm. probably won't. He had he had one son, and his son was in college. So I, I think Christopher just turned 21 last week. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, it's it is part of life. And, you know, I have a team of people that work for me. And this morning when I found out that Al had passed away, you know, I told the team because they knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we'll take your calls today. We'll reschedule oh. whatever you have on your agenda. And I said, no, no, no. No, the show goes on, right? The show's going to go on. Like, oh, I'll do my calls. That was and so it, nice. Well, what, what are you going to do, right? What am I going to do? Go sit in my living room and and, you know, be sad. Not that I, I'm not saying not to grieve, you know, there's a time for grieving for sure. Right. But I, I also feel such a responsibility to getting the message out there to people that, you know, I just want to do the work, you know, I really, really want to, I wanted to meet with you today, I want to serve my mm-hmm. clients, I want to teach my class at two o'clock, like I want to do all these things. And mm-hmm. I have every intention of doing them. So it's like that expression, get over yourself, <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> well, at least give yourself some time, you know, some time right. to heal. And, and, um, and, and he, you know, he was such a, an important part of your life. And it's just interesting that, you know, the doctor is saying you have a few years to live and do you want to, maybe do you want to do the radiation and your intuition saying, well, like maybe it's too late, you know, because yeah. Sometimes radiation is not, I, I don't feel recommended. I'm not a doctor, but if, if it's progressed too much, it can actually, I've read research that it can spread the wow. cancer. The, oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know the, that. I think it depends on the type of cancer. Type of cancer. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. So what was your healing process when, so you did this affirmation with Bob yes. Proctor for your own cancer and healing. So you did traditional treatment as well as like I energetic. Did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I am, uh, I'm not like a full on, you know, forget the, you know, what the healthcare system offers, <laughs> but I combine. So I'll combine the holistic approach. Yeah. So I like one of the processes that I created back in the nineties is something called a power life script. And it's a process where you think about how would you love to be living your life? I mean, if your life was magical or the way you want it to be, write out a detailed description of what that is in the present tense, as if you're living your life that way I'm writing and that down. record it and listen to it every day. And so this is something I've been doing for about 30 years now. And, um, you know, I had, you know, in my life script that I'm healthy, but I don't think there was enough of an emphasis on it. Or, and so yeah, because I, you just assumed you'd always be yeah. healthy and vibrant, right? Right. Uh -huh. So I changed it and I put a lot of focus on health, just pure health. Every cell in my body is healthy. You know, I feel energetic. I feel vibrantly alive and, da, 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 and all that. And then Bob created a customized audio meditation for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's amazing. Just... Can we go back to that script? Because that's a, I wrote that yes. note down. That's amazing. How long is the script? And and do you question. read it? Yeah, and do you read it out loud? Oh, look at how joyful you are in talking about this. Your oh, work. I love. You know, I really feel that the Power Life script be, because I've used it and how it's changed my life and so many people mm -hmm. that I serve. Same thing. Yeah. So you, you you know how long? I think everybody's different. You know my. Okay. My version right now, I don't know, I even know how many pages it is in Word, maybe eight, but I put big font so that I, you know, can read it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so my my Power Life script happens to be 11 minutes and 11 seconds, oddly enough. And I love 11, 11. So it's Ooh, 11 minutes. 11. That's a master number. Yeah, it is a master number. So I record it and it's like, I'm so grateful for every part of my life. You know, I'm happily married to my husband. You know, he's happily married to me. Our marriage gets better and better every single day in every way. We constantly laugh together. And, it, you know, it's talking about how I live my life, the people that I serve, you know, the clients that I'm blessed to serve, friends, family, our home, my health, his health, like just all of it, my family's health and uh, anything that's important to you, anything that, you know, you could consider, you know, writing out goals first. And then what would you see were that to happen? Because I put in visuals, you know, I, you know, really love looking out the window and watching the sunset, you know, on the water in front of our waterfront home, you know, things like that. And so I started that process back in the 1990s. So the way that it works is you write it, you record it, and then you listen. Now, the nice part is the only thing required is to just use your finger and push play, right? Just push play. That's it. Oh, that's all you have to do because, you know, we're, we're habitual beings. So, so yeah. we're in the habit of thinking a certain way. So when you listen to a power life script, it just constantly impresses into your subconscious mind until it becomes a part of who you are. And I really feel that was a big part of my healing experience because I kept impressing that and pressing it. So, you know, I wasn't very active because I was flat out, you know, I was in a hospital bed for a while. Mm. And so I just, I had two sets of earbuds that I constantly kept charged or just my. <laughs> you know, plug into my, my, yeah. my laptop headphones and always have them with me. 
And I would just listen and listen and listen and listen and listen. And so it's, it's like a strengthening of your, your emotional, you know, being your muscles, Mm. uh, your mental muscles, your emotional muscles, your spiritual muscles, it's just constantly strengthening them and strengthening them. And uh, so I know I was very fortunate that I had the time during the healing part to just listen. Oh, and I didn't feel like it some days. I mean, I was just like, oh, you know, even to reach over and have to put them on. I was like, oh, felt like effort, but uh, I did it anyway. You and, did. Yeah, Is it because so, you were having, do you have the surgery to remove? No, no, you no, never the did. The I had did, was radiation. Yeah. Oh, so, so you only did radiation, no chemo. Yeah, no chemo. Okay. And the reason why no chemo and, and no uh, surgery, the chemo d- didn't really, with this type of cancer, it, it doesn't do much. It doesn't chemo work. Okay, got it. Doesn't it work. Radiation yeah. apparently works 90% of the time. Oh my God. That's incredible yeah. statistics. Really good odds. Especially on. maybe when you caught it too. Exactly. Because my friend that died this morning, it, he's in that 10% because uh-huh. they didn't, they didn't catch it with him. And uh, interestingly enough, my friend's husband has it. A neighbor has that cancer. My next door neighbor here, his brother-in-law has it. It's really weird. Really weird. <laughs> it's so really weird. Have- yeah, are getting this type of cancer. I don't know if it's like, you know, when you get a red car and all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere. I don't know if it's that. Oh, that kind of right? phenomenon. Yeah. 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 I, no, re- I did I hear really there is that. a rise in cancers. I did hear that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, statistically. Stress, mm-hmm. Yes. Stress causes sickness, right? Disease. And, and Oh, you know, yeah. I- There's an emotional component definitely too. Yeah. And, you know, I should probably ask my uh, oncologist because I go every four months now. It's, I'm in my second year. It's it's gone now, but they still watch it closely. Yeah. And I should ask her, you know, like, is this is there a rise in uh, cancer? Because she's ears, nose, throat. That's her type okay. of cancer. She's mm-hmm. a she's an oncologist for radiation. I was actually assigned three oncologists, a surgeon, a chemo doctor and a radiation. Now, okay. the they said could help maybe and so they gave me the option whether I wanted it or not and I said no because I figured the radiation is going to do it I'm kind of glad the glad that I didn't go for the chemo because the radiation got it all yeah Um, that's amazing that's great and so another part of your healing process you told me was a meditation that Mm -hmm. Bob Proctor made for you and tell me what um how long was it? What was, what did he say? And did you, when sure. did you listen to it? Did you listen to it while you're sleeping or before? Yeah. I want to hear. I listen to it every day at different times during the day. It was 20 uh-huh. minutes long. It's still 20 minutes. 20 minutes long. Yeah. And so he just starts by, there's music behind it and he just asks you to get mm-hmm. really relaxed. And then, then he guides you to um, see like a uh, violet, uh, energy, you know, mm. coming in through the top of your crown and into your body and allow it to permeate your entire being. But it's a healing energy, lavender, it's lavender. And mm-hmm. so yeah, that's energy. divine, divine color. And yes, right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it's permeating your entire being. So he walks you through all that. And then he has you go into a room in your mind, you know, you're going into this room, and you walk into this space. And it's the most beautiful space you've ever been in. And it's all guided, right? Like 
you know, just relax in this space and take a look around. You're feeling really, really good. And you're seeing only the things that you want. And it's just guiding you throughout the whole thing. And then he has you, you know, then counting. So he counts to 10 to put you in this relaxed state. And then he goes from, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, back to, okay, now you're walking out of the room and you're just feeling healthy or not just, you're feeling healthy and vibrantly alive. And and that's it. You know, it's, it's really a, a lovely, I mean, his voice is very soothing as well. Yeah. And I had a similar type of meditation he had made for me before because we're so close, like, I knew he did meditations and I know there's a bunch yeah. of them online. Yeah. You I, can search online. They're amazing. Right. I did one on abundance from him. Right. Yeah. That's a very popular one. And what I liked about Bob doing them f- for me is that he would customize them. He'd say, what do you want to work on? And, um, you know, like whether it's like being relaxed on stage, cause I used to get really nervous before I went on stage I would love to be up there and I'd love to be teaching and speaking. But the before part, I'd be like, you know, like a lot of people are feeling that fear and wanting to run out the nearest exit door. And uh, so I had asked him to create an audio for me on that, how much I love getting on stage and how relaxed I am and how effective I am. Because getting once I start, if I'm on a stage, no problem. I'm rocking and rolling and, you know, all that fear has gone. But it's just the before part I wasn't really enjoying. So I asked him Mm. to help with that. And he had created a meditation for that as well. That's amazing. So how long did it take you to heal from diagnosis to um, cancer? Yeah, I started treatment on on September 9th uh, in 2021. Oh my gosh, so recently. Yeah. I I started in 2020. Mm -hmm. Oh, Okay. And I was, uh, um, it was recommended 35 radiation treatments, mm-hmm. but I think the 21st or 22nd, I was hosp- hospitalized because I was so sick, like really sick. And um, my husband had to, to call an ambulance and they took me in and, and uh, I mean, I, I couldn't keep anything. I couldn't eat, couldn't drink. And even when I took the pills for the pain, cause I was in so much mm. pain, uh, and I had burns, like I was all burnt from the radiation as well. Um, so I just vomit all the time, which was not good because I didn't have anything in my stomach to vomit. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, that that was around middle of October. I ended up in the hospital. I was there for two weeks. I got out and then the recovery began, but I only had 29 treatments. I could not do any more. I was too sick. So I had 29 of the 35 my oncologist wasn't happy about that, but I said, no, don't worry about it. We got it. I, I just, I felt intuitively it was fine. Yeah. And so they did a, a, a CT scan in January and to see, you know, January, what year? 2022. Oh, to yeah. To see if there was anything left. And she called me, I think about 48 hours later to say, and she was surprised, but she called me to tell me it's gone, all gone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. I I love that you didn't have to do as many as they thought. Yeah. And I asked her like, why 35? Like, you know, why not 30? Why not 30? Why 35? And they said that they had found that for the majority of patients, that's what was required. So it become, it became standard. Yeah. doesn't matter who you are, what, you know, your diagnosis or your uh, treatment is going to be 35 radiation treatments. So they got it with 29. 
And uh, it was pretty aggressive. You know, when I, I was looking, when I went one time for my treatments, I, I took some pictures. I went behind the curtain, you know, where the radiation specialists are, and they had all my images on the screen, and I snapped pictures of it. And what you'll see in the images is all these red areas. And I didn't know, was that where the cancer was? And I asked a doctor client of mine, you know, what was that? And she said, that's where they were treating you. That's where they were zapping you is where the red is like, oh, my God, no wonder. Like I lost my hair. This is kind of weird. But there was like a strip of hair at the back of my head that was gone. Interesting. Gone. And like, I know uh, chemo usually makes you lose your hair. Yeah. But I have a strip where my hair, it's all grown back now, um, but it was all gone and burns. Like even now to touch my neck, it hurts um, mm. touch because this, I asked the oncologist, I said, will that ever be better? And she said, no, like it's damaged the, the, whatever it is. I, I don't know what the medical term is. And um, so, you know, it, it was really, really taking it, its toll on me. So that was September 9th. They started treatment. October, I was hospitalized. Back home in November, recovering. Had a stomach tube for five weeks while I was trying to put nutrients in and, and heal my throat. Because the tongue was the back of my tongue and in wow. my neck. And uh, so I started eating a little bit in December. But weird thing, if you get radiation to your mouth, it damages the salivary glands. And, and so your taste buds are screwed up. I mean, they, they really are. And oh, wow. Did they come back? I, I mean, how are you feeling now? Do they come back? Just, you know, what's weird. I, I don't know whether this is normal or not. Just lately, they're coming back. But oh. they weren't like I couldn't eat anything that was citrus, or acidic, um, like fruit taste terrible uh like lemons like anything with lemon in it um ketchup like tomatoes i used to eat tomatoes i can't eat tomatoes now so mm. some of it came back not all of it and um some of it came back but the appetite it also suppresses your appetite and so now i almost have to force myself to eat because ah, I don't, you don't have that like desire eating. yeah yeah I don't mind that though, to be honest. I really don't. <laughs> You're more productive, I bet. Oh yeah, I have to eat today. Well, okay. what I like about it is, you know, like there's no more tendency to eat all kinds of, you know, food that may not be good for me, right? Yeah, and, good point. Yeah, like breads, like anything dry, breads, crackers, cake, they're very hard for me to eat now because of the the damage from the radiation, which is fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Vegetables I can eat, you know, vegetables I can eat all day long and they taste terrific. Oh. Um, so I make smoothies. I take supplements. You know, there's certain things that I've come to like. I like mm -hmm. sauces on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, and, and did you feel like there was any part of this that was a gift, like you learned more about your body and, and almost like this, this thing you were saying, oh, now I only eat healthy. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, there absolutely, there really were so many gifts and 
You know, my husband was an absolute saint through the whole thing. Oh, you and, really found the truth of who he is throughout the Oh, I, I mean, I knew the truth. And I've, I've been madly in love with my husband ever since our relationship started. We've been together over 18 years. Like oh, I am so blessed. And ask anyone that knows me how much I rave about him all the time. I think people might think he walks on water. He's yeah. just an incredible human being. Like, oh, I have been so blessed so blessed to have him in my life. He is just an absolute gift. And what's what's interesting is when I was going through that, his mother was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, yeah. So I was in the hospital. He was, you know, with me every day, coming to see me every day. And while I was in there, his mother had been taking taken to the hospital as well. Not here in our city. She lived in another city. And she had a problem with her back and they discovered she had kidney cancer. And they basically told her that, you know, there was no hope it had gone wow. too far. And so he's dealing with his wife, you know, going through what I'm going through. And then his mother gets diagnosed and she lived four hours away. So once I got out of the hospital, then he was able to go see her. And, and so it was, it was a really challenging time for him too you know, to go through all of that. And she passed away March last year. Um, so she had been diagnosed in October, 2021 and, and passed away in March, 2022. But he's just an amazing uh, man and and such a gift. So for me, it was, you know, my team jumped in. Like I, I could, I thought I, you know, radiation, ah, no problem. I'll be able to do all my classes and, you know, work with my clients and my oncologist. I asked my oncologist, can I work through this? She's like, oh no. I had no idea. I had no idea what I was getting in for. And then I understood after it started, okay, now I get it. But so many people, you know, friends and family, and it was incredible, the support I had, like really, really wonderful. So I'm yeah. grateful to be healthy. You know, I cherish life. I mean, I live my life on purpose. But Danny and I were driving on the weekend to, to his cousin's birthday party. And I said to him, I said, do you realize it's been almost two years? Because it was June 2021 where I found the, the lump in my neck. And, you know, here I am healthy and, you know, fully alive and feeling so good. And just what a blessing it is to be alive and to be healthy. Yeah. Like, there's so many blessings in life, like truly so many blessings. It's not Sometimes it's not always easy to find them, but they're there. If yeah. You yeah, that's incredible. So like for our audience, if they're looking at like, the first step in changing their life, would it be uh, a desire, an awareness, and yeah. maybe this power life script? Power life script for sure. Everyone. Yeah. Like I really believe everybody on the planet should have one. If they have a goal. Yeah. And, and kids too. Maybe that would be good for totally. kids too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I've created, I've created recordings for my grandson. So oh, how sweet. Like, yeah. But even that'd be something I could do for my granddaughter too. It could be playing while they're sleeping because your mind is wide oh, open. Oh, yeah. Like there's a great book. This this book by uh by Robert Collier called The Secret of the Ages. Uh -huh. This is one of my favorite books, and I, I keep it here on my desk. And he says somewhere in here, he said the most powerful technique for reprogramming someone's mind is when they're sleeping. And so you can play your power life script while you're sleeping, or even if you're having a nap and it's still going in because your subconscious mind is, is always open to receive. Like we're taking in information into our 
mind all the time, you know, just through our senses. Well, our senses are our hearing. So you could be listening to it at night. And if you have kids and you want them to feel confident about who they are, you want them to be better in school and get better grades, it's a great tool to create. So to create it, you just think of what would you love? What would you love to experience, have? You don't have to worry about the how. That's not important. That's not your job. The universe will figure that part out. Just, you know, how would you love to be living your life? And if you know there's a certain belief that needs to be built, like, you know, mm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I absolutely know with certainty that, you know, this is already done, then put it in because you're going to hear that over and over and over again. And, uh, and make sure that it's vividly real. That's really important. It's vividly real. So as an example, I mentioned looking out the window and seeing the sun, you know, go down on the water, um, yeah. hearing the sound of the loons, you know, at night or being by the campfire outside, you know, and singing songs with your family and friends, you know, having marshmallow roasts, whatever it is that creates the vividness of the reality of the experience, put it in, you know, mm. like I remember, you know, one time I saw a commercial on TV for uh, a Jaguar and it was this little sports car. It was a brand new car that they came out with. It was called the F-Type, still is called the F-Type. Yeah, actually. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I saw a commercial for it. I was like, ooh, I want one of those. And my husband said, well, you could probably buy a house, you know, for the price of the, of the car. Yeah, the car. And it's like, well, I don't want a house. <laughs> another one. I have a house, um, but I'd like that car. And so I went to test drive it. And that of course is can convince me. I love the sound of the engine. And, and it was a second vehicle for me. I have my SUV. And, and so I just wrote in my, I changed my power life script. Like I love that I bought and own my Italian uh, is called Italian racing red, you know, F type new convertible uh, Jaguar, and I love changing gears. Now, what's funny is when I had written that and modified my goal statement and added that the standard transmission wasn't available in that car, but I wanted standard transmission. So I called the dealership. I said, OK, I'd like to order one with standard tra- transmission. They said, well, we don't sell it that way. And uh-huh. I said, well, call me, call me when you do. And he's like, we're not planning on having one. Yeah. And yeah. A few months later, he called me going, you won't believe it. <laughs> and so maybe you weren't the only one. Yeah, maybe. Because so they, a car like that, people want to feel the yeah. transition. So I ended up uh, buying it and it was a six speed and it was awesome. And that was in my script too. Like I love driving it with the roof down and just the wind blowing in my hair and hearing the sound of the engine. And so you just create, create your power life script as if everything in it is vividly real. Mm, that's amazing. And do you do that for your clients? You have, you do yeah. that process and, and how long yes. do people do you suggest working with you or taking your classes before they get results? Well, that's a great question. You know, the the idea behind it is to create the experience in the now, right? As if it's here now. So in a way, the results are already there because the results are consciousness, right? It's another reality. I see what you're saying. It's just, it is real because you're creating it. Interesting. So it's a shift in perspective and, um, and knowing that it's already on its way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how long does it take? I've, I, you know, I've heard stories of, uh, like one client of mine, Tom, 
he wanted to increase his income 10 times. Yeah. 10 times. He did it in a month. Amazing. Another client, she was told she couldn't get pregnant and her and her husband wanted to have a baby and they wanted to have it like, uh, what's the word, like naturally, organically. They didn't want to, you know, go through all these. The fertility. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to do all that. They wanted to have a baby. And it wasn't that she was told, no, like she won't get pregnant. It was that, I guess, the likelihood was very, very low. And they had been trying for a long time. And I said, you got to see it as if it's done. Like you've got your baby, you're holding your Mm -hmm. baby in your arms. You've got your nursery ready, like see it all. And she did. And we had a Zoom call one day and I hadn't seen her for a while. And she had a baby. It's like, she said, this is a result of a power life script. And it was like, that's so (laughs) awesome. Now I'm wondering if there's other things that can block you. Like, for example, can you have this power life script, but maybe, maybe part of it is not your destiny. And maybe later on, you're grateful that you didn't get that or, right. or, yeah. uh, you know, or there could be some like family, like DNA or our blocks. Sure. Um, how does oh, yeah. that fit into your um, theory? Oh, great question. Really great question. <laughs> First of all, I tell people all the time, my middle name is flexible, Peggy flexible, McCall, because you have to be, you have to be flexible. You're really, yeah, have to yeah. be, you know, in the manifestation process, like we're powerful beings, but we can't create anything and everything, you know, it's you mm-hmm. know, right. And I'm, I'm a powerful creator. You're a powerful creator. And like, I'll use an example. Let's say I had my heart set on a particular home that I wanted to buy and I saw myself living there, you know, with yes. my whatever, right. But somebody else had the same idea and they saw themselves living there and, you know, they ended up manifesting and I don't, well, let it go, right. Let it go. This or something better. That's this or something better. Yeah. yeah Cause the universe could point. have something even better for you. That's true. Exactly. That happened to me one time when I had bought a custom design home and then uh, a long story short, the uh, builder, she pulled out of the deal because the real estate market had increased substantially since I bought it, it by the time. Oh. So I bought it with a closed date of four months down the road uh-huh. and the market started going bananas. And she was like, oh, I don't want to sell it to you. I want to sell it for more. And oh, so, yeah. So she told me, well, I'm going to rip up your deal. And <gasps> it's like, you can't do that. That's <laughs> illegal. And so I said to her, I said, that's illegal. And she said, sue me. And, <gasps> so and, you did you? No, no. Okay. So what I did was, you know, I immediately thought this or something better. Uh, so I went back on a real estate and I found another home that was so much better. It was so much better. And it was not a new build, but it was a resale. And the couple really wanted to sell it fast because they were splitting up. Oh, Yeah. And, And so I got one heck of a great deal on a spectacular home that was on a beautiful piece of land that backed onto a private golf course. It was gorgeous. So I got a much better deal. That's amazing. Okay. One last question. I mean, I could talk with you all day. You're amazing. I love your energy and clarity. And so what is Zen success to you? Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. I just love that name so much. I think it's like two of the most brilliant words that should be together, you know, and in all of eternity, like (laughs) 
seriously, like, yeah, you know, so Thank many you. people are stressed, you know, or they're yes. upside, or they're trying to force things. That is not the best way to manifest. It's not even a way to manifest, I guess it might mm-hmm. be a, a way, you know, etc. But you know, when you're relaxed, when you're relaxed, and you feel that, like the sense of success, you just feel and know that Mm-hmm. Your success is absolutely guaranteed. To me, that's like Zen success. Like Zen success is relaxed in the knowing that what you desire is already here. Mm, that's beautiful. what it is for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing about your books and new series, Savvy Wisdom. How exciting. Thank um, you. Or, or show our movie. We don't know what it is. I'll put your website and how to order your books for your programs in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today, Peggy, even with the, everything you have going on. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. It was so much fun. I lo- loved every second of it. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. You too. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen Success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen Success in life.